I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else, rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to yeah. be a part of this team. Come on! Dropping stats over beats is the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. Yo, it's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips. It's the fantasy freestyle. You win championships at the fantasy freestyle. Dropping stats over beats is the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. It's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips at the fantasy freestyle. You win championships with that fantasy freestyle. Yeah, yeah, you know what it is. We got rocks and speeds in the building. As always, Fantasy Freestyle coming at you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Week 4. Yo, it's starting to get a little bit fall-like, you know, cooler. Yeah, man. People getting real excited about football, yo. How you feeling, Rocks? Yo, man, you know, uh, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Scratch your temple, because it's not that simple these days anymore in the NFL. We've seen three weeks of action, as Speeds just said. Yo, it's it's pumpkin spice latte time, Ugg boot time for all you girls out there going to the bar on Sundays. Okay, okay, we like it, we like it, yo. But honestly, it has not been a good week for some of you if you own, say, Dez Bryant. We are getting news, yeah, for sure. A fracture in his knee. I was very down on Dez coming into the season. You didn't like Remember him, you didn't the like overall him with no you didn't Remember like the, him with the no overall Romo. rankings? I had him very low. And, yo, but what's this thing? He didn't want to go to the facility to get the MRI. I don't know, He man. was You've upset seen... about the new, you know? Like, what is this, man? This Come is on, the you same, gotta be... This is the same sort of diva nonsense. I will say, last I heard on this, he just saw Dr. James Andrews. Those are the worst three words but he got, football. But he got, Dr. He James got incredible news, great news. You've never seen news like this, Speeds. And apparently, you know, hey, if you're going to get bad news from Dr. James Andrews, that sucks. You get good news. That's the sort of doctor you like to get it from. I guess so. But I week to so. week with a hairline fracture in your knee. Speeds, what is the world coming to? I don't know. Didn't like that used to like mess people up? Apparently this is a violent game. Apparently this is a violent game. Yo, you gotta think, uh, Dak Prescott has been zoned in on Cole Beasley for the first few weeks. He's so gritty, Speeds. Um, do, so do you think that, like, is Cole Beasley, what, a, a, a wideout two? A wideout nah, three? Cole Beasley is a floor play. You know, I mean, I feel Cole Beasley's best days will look like that Antonio Bryan streak, you know, five for 50. Uh, right, and maybe right, he right. keep that going for a while. I don't see splash plays. I don't see touchdowns. But, yo, let's keep going around the league. We talked about this last week. We talked about how Jordan Howard was probably going to surpass Jeremy Langford. Yep. I believe I shouted Jeremy Langford out as a fugazi and Fugazi's. said Forget about you needed it. to look to Jordan rocks. Howard. Hey, I hope you did that before you had to spend some fab on him or use a waiver priority. But yep, if you did that, I wish I would have done that Langford, with Dennis Pitta. The, but the Lang- Langford that. now, though, uh, is now out. So it, it's yep. a much easier decision for and the a high ankle sprain is going to be a few weeks for a running back, man. I'm telling oh, you, no, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for Howard to get the looks he deserves. I mean, I really don't see Chicago's offense being good enough, though, to sustain a commitment to the run unless he's making plays. Well, they may have an opportunity. Like, I also like Howard in the passing game, four catches last week, and now as the undisputed uh, first running back there for that team, if he's uh, available in your league, you need to go get him now. That's what we do on the Fantasy Freestyle right off the top. We let you know here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. For Listen, listen though, we're uh, bumping on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network these days. If you've been listening to us on iTunes, you know, if you've been subscribing to us, what you need to do is move on over, subscribe to us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, on their audio boom, on the app, on, uh, on the Twitter, or on Yeah, the, man, we're going to be sending out links for all that you know? in the near future. Y'all got a little bit of a grace period. We're trying to migrate everyone over to this get that. new hot stuff. Yo, one more, more dude, injuries. One more, more injuries. dude that got hurt. Yo, though. man, one of my favorite players, young Shane Vereen. I don't know if he's that young anymore. Uh, he was one of my favorite players since he was young Shane Vereen. <laughs> Unclear, drafted him way too early uh, back in the day. Yeah, but yo, Shane Vereen was finally, yeah. as a small scat back guy, getting a chance to be that he was getting carries. He was getting, getting carries when Jenny was hurt. Yes. You know, and he's someone who's always flashed. I remember he scored three touchdowns in a playoff game for the Pats back in the day. He's yeah. always kind of an elite pass and in down that, back. And in that offense, that Ben McAdoo offense, you knew he was going to get some targets. He was definitely getting targets. And with Jennings and hands, with Jennings maligned, out, you know. Yeah, he was getting... So here's the thing. Who do you think is the one who steps up here? Well, let's, so, so, so again, just to sum it up for everyone, uh, so Green out for the year. Yeah, yeah, triceps, IR. Ouch. That's no good. That's Ouch. no good. That's you ain't no doing good. your dippies? No, so, so 
here's my thing. I think there's two ways you could think about this. There's three ways you could think about it. To be honest, some people think it's gonna wind up being Orleans Dark Walk, and I know Orleans Dark Walk. What you think about Orleans Dark Walk? Because right? there's other people that might get involved here. What you think about Dark Walk? Uh, you know, and I, I, I feel like the Giants running back situation is not necessarily been one that's been terribly productive from a fantasy perspective. And the but Giants they are also, targets but they, also I, 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 they also though have a completely brutal short-term matchup in terms of who they're going to be facing. I mean, you're looking at a lot of tough run defenses Minnesota. starting this week with Minnesota, and Monday it really night. doesn't get that much easier. So as a short-term play, again, you know, I would really keep expectations limited in terms of Arlene's dark walk making an impact. What I do like, though, is this Paul Perkins. Interesting. You like Paul Perkins. They are saying he's going to be saying that um, he's just been active on special up. teams. I'm going to tell you, let me throw someone else out there, and that's Bobby Rainey. The only reason Bobby Rainey was even still on this roster is because he was the straight backup to Vereen in that passing catch capacity. That's the role he played in Tampa Bay for the last couple of years in a in, in an admirable fashion, to be quite honest. So Charles Sims popped. Right. And so I'm saying, like, well, now with Vereen out, I think um, I think that kind of player is going to be Rainey because Darkwall is a much more uh, between-the-tackles kind of back. Let's keep it moving. There's still yet one more injury that I think we need to discuss. And, yo, this always happens. And, yo, Alshon Jeffrey on the injury report, again, with a hamstring in addition to, a knee. to his knee. In addition to his knee. I've been telling you about the soft tissue injuries of Alshon Jeffrey. Between wideouts like him, between wideouts like Eric Decker, they're now saying um, they're concerned about his shoulder injury. What kind of, maybe Quincy Inunwa might get some opportunities. With Brandon Marshall kind of banged up as well. I don't know. What other wideouts, Rocks, might you see that you're interested in? I would tell you to look towards San Diego where uh, they play against that New Orleans Saints pass defense with Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin. Where, where else could you go for wideouts if you have, say, an Alshon Jeffrey, a Des Bryant, an Eric Decker? Well, I'm going to just kind of I'm going to zig where you're trying to get me to zag. You know where I'm not going to be going? Where? And I may have been hoping I would be able to go soon. Josh Gordon. Oh, that's true. Yo, Josh Gordon, yeah. shout to him if he needs to actually take care of himself and is making an intelligent life decision. I hope that's what it is. That's got to be what it rehab. is. Last chance, right? But yo, I'm saying though, like, where where were you with this like six months ago, fam? Yeah, like, you you're two you weeks away. You could have been through this. You know, and, and you know, everybody deals with their own demons. I'm sitting here drinking this 24 ounce Miller Lite. Shout to Miller Lite. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. The timing just seems really, really bad. And, you know, the early reports have been that there's no imminent suspension. I think this really elevates uh, Terrell Pryor into more of a, a number one role. And when Corey Coleman comes back from his hand, and he may have been dropped in your league, he's looking to me a lot more attractive than he would have been having to compete with Gordon for targets. Yeah, absolutely. I actually think the Browns are completely done with Gordon. I think this was the last chance. Oh, yeah. So, you know. How many chances you going to get? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, you would think that Pryor and Coleman, when he comes back, are going to be, um, you know, the primary targets. But is this really an offense you want? Will it be when McCown comes back? I mean, you've been high on McCown, <laughs> as we know. But they are going to be down. They are going to be probably throwing it. I don't know. Terrell Pryor, though, explosive. We gave you that. Uh, I was giving you that all last week on Shot Callers before he popped off. I said he was going to play some Young quarterback. Cordell. We talked about this. He did really good. And that was 14 targets he got last week against Miami. There's no reason that won't change as Cody Kessler will likely still be quarterback of Cleveland this week as they go to Washington. They were. They did, however, open as nine and a half point underdogs, and that's a lot of points, so I don't know. Maybe the underdog can howl. Um, listen, on Fantasy Freestyle, we respect how y'all come after us and you be giving us your questions. Yo, we got a mailbag we want to do. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Yo, you can hit us up on our mailbag. You can get in touch with us so many different ways. You can holler at us on Twitter at Fantasy Freestyle. Leave off the E. You can holler at us at the Gmail, Fantasy Freestyle at Gmail. You can holler at us if you get up down on that sports guru. There's so many ways you can get uh, Ross and I's take. We got a couple of questions that we've gotten. Yo, and, and we said uh, we said you were going to actually be at San Janeiro, right? Yes, I was at San Janeiro. It's just, did this one did this one come from San, San Janeiro? I see, I see it written on a, a napkin stained with some powdered sugar. No, no, no. This is no Zeppeli, no Zeppeli, no Zeppeli. Our first question here, mailbag fantasy freestyle. We got a question from Mike.
week out in LA. Shout to the white captain. He's got a trade proposition. He already has a great wideout core with Antonio Brown. He's already got uh, Willie Sneed and Sterling Shepard. He's wondering if he should trade his depth, which is Steve Smith and Deshaun Jackson, to acquire Brandon Marshall. Speeds and Rocks are in agreement. We say yes. Go make this deal. Brandon Marshall, the machine, is still a wideout one, wideout two. He can win you weeks. Um, those guys you mentioned before, Deshaun Jackson, Steve Smith, they're flashing. They can't win you weeks. They're not really going to do things like that. You don't know when they're going to pop. We say Mike from L.A. I, I think so, right, Rox? We yeah, say lock, in, that lock in Brandon Marshall as your new wide receiver to set yeah, it and show. forget it every week. No doubt. We got another question. Uh, this Yo is dog. from uh, Matty G. Shout out to Matty G. He wants to know, listen, he, he actually took the plunge and drafted Russell Wilson um, early in his draft because he thought he could just set it and forget it. You know, mm-hmm. thought he was getting those rushing yards. Now, with the ankle injury, with the knee sprain, he's not looking that good with that offensive line. That offensive line traveling west to east this week for the 1 o'clock start against the New York Jets front, which is tied for fourth in the NFL in sacks, going after him. Um, He's wondering if he should start looking for opportunities to stream or to back him up or if he should ride with Russell Wilson. How many rosaries does he have to do for you to make it think he'll be okay here in New York this week? I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like uh, his confirmation name was inconsistent this season. Right, right. I think so as well, especially when he doesn't have this. When he doesn't have that. When he doesn't have that rushing ability. Not you know? with the ankle banged up. The line has proven to be absolutely terrible. And they, they were lucky to be able to establish the run last week. However, against the Jets, they're not going to be able to do that. He's not going to have mobility. I do not like Russell Wilson at all against the Jets this week. Maddie, I don't know the exact specifications of your league, but if you're even able to pick up a guy like Tyrod Taylor or someone like that, I would go with him this week over Russell Wilson in a game plan that's going to be designed to make sure that they get the W, not maximize his fantasy points. I told you, I, I, I've said this before on air on Shot Callers on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I've said that I actually think the prudent move is to rest Russell Wilson this week. Like rest this, him on your fantasy team? No, rest him if you're the Seattle Seahawks. So I, like I said, this weird west to east travel. The Seahawks have a bye next week in week five. I think if you get the two weeks there, then you get a better shot at him and the Seahawks making a run. Here on the mailbag on Fantasy Freestyle, we got one more question that we want to answer. Yo, this is from Drew out there in Arizona. He's got a monster deal. Out there in Arizona, he's got David Johnson, he's got Jarvis Landry, and he's got Christian Michael lucked into C-Mike. He's wondering if he should flip that for, check this out, big trade for Julio Jones and Latavis Murray and Charles Sims and Tom Brady coming back after suspension this week. I'm going to tell you my take real quick first, Rocks. I say he should not do it. And here's why. He also says that he's 3-0 and that this is a PPR league, okay? The fact that this is a PPR league makes Jarvis Landry a beast. He is tied for first in the NFL with 24 catches after 34 targets through okay, three weeks. Tied with Antonio Brown in receptions atop the NFL. I think he is a beast. You keep him. Also, when you talk about Latavius Murray and Charles Sims, I think Charles Sims' value uh, severely diminishes over time when Doug Martin comes back in a few weeks. And also, with, with Latavius Murray, the Oakland Raiders, I think, want a running back by committee. They hate like, Latavius Murray so much. They like DeAndre Washington. They even like Jalen Rashard. Both of those guys got six carries last week. Latavius Murray looked good again, got a touchdown, but only 37 yards on 10 carries. I'm telling you, those guys will decrease in value, whereas if you got David Johnson and C. Mike, I think they will retain their value. You're looking for the future because you're 3-0. and That's it for Drew from Arizona. Those are some questions for the mailbag. Yo, but it doesn't matter. We do not stop here on Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds. Giving it to you. Ha-ha. You know what it is. Give it up, Rocks. Yo, shout to our listeners. Keeping the post office in business. Sending us these letters. Sending sure. us these emails. You tweeting at us. so many different ways. Yo, we'll read your, we'll read your questions. We'll on, answer your questions. On yo, air. you're going to get some shine, son. Yo, shout to everybody listening. Yo, we're about to pop it off with a bunch of these breakdowns of the games this week. We're going to be back in a second, right, Speeds? No doubt. We're going to go game by game. Give them what it is when we come back right here. Fantasy East to sports. west, north to south. All that news. AFC, All that news. What Rock and Speeds is saying for you to do. Yeah, AFC, NFC. So we can win your league and win that, that cash. We'll be right back. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
cannot play with them, cannot win with them, cannot coach with them, can't do it. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, we back and at it again. Fantasy Freestyle rocks and speeds here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's week four. We're going to go around the league and look at a couple of games, tell you what we're looking at, what we think you should sit, you should start to help you win your league and win that cash. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Yo, first of all, interesting though, I, I do want to make this point. Get up early on Sunday because we don't want to talk about it because it's an ugly game. It is Colts. Jaguars, but it is taking place early in London. Okay, so make sure if you have any of your guys in that game and you uh you know you don't know what you want to play, if you want to play them or not, you're gonna have to make that move because there's games early in London uh this week. The Jags, the de facto home team. Yeah, the Jags are always in London, man. And yo, uh, I wanna shout out my boy Nomadic Headcount Records, my boy Mr. Brown got that beat for days dropping soon. Yo, I know people in England. When something is popping in London, I tell them to, like, check it out. I have said absolutely nothing to them about this Jaguars-Colts game. Well, the only thing you need to check out in this game is potentially AR-15. But one game we do want to get into a little bit is uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Yo, Rocks, what you say about this game? AFC South game after the Texans coming off the news of the J.J. Watt injury. He's going on IR. I, I You know, I want to hear your take on this game, but I also want to know... Do you think the winner of this division is going to be over 500? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you said to me uh, a couple of weeks back, Houston is a good team. I thought they were, when they, but they just lost the three-time defending defensive player of the year. They do, they did, and they do, and they did, and they do. And I don't think that Houston is a great team. I think Houston, though, is a sort of team that can pretend enough to go 9-7 and seven and get their butts kicked in the, the first, first round. round. That's what they always do. You know, and, and, and new quarterback, fancy new running back, you know, Will Fuller, who's showing up, but the defense was always going to kind of be the key to that team, and without J.J. Watt, that's a huge disappointment. What I will say is that I think the Lamar Miller breakout game is coming. You've seen him have a ton of touches. You've seen him actually really not do that much with them, and I know it's kind of not cool in the fantasy community to, to throw shade on Lamar Miller because it's all free Lamar, and he's he's going to blow up. And yo, I, I own shares of Lamar Miller in my most important leagues, but he hasn't really done much yet. There haven't been splash plays. What do you mean? He's second in the NFL with 74 carries. He's fourth in the NFL with 269 rushing yards. Yeah, and that's not what you expected from him uh, to this point. You expected a lot more receptions. You also expected splash plays. I've watched him play. He's looked really, really average, gone down on first contact a lot, and obviously he hasn't scored a touchdown. I think this is the week that those things change. If you're a Lamar Miller owner and you've resisted those buy low offers you've been getting from your league mates, you're about to get paid off, I think. I think he's going to get about 100 total yards against a Tennessee defense that's actually been really, really tough against the running back position. I think he's going to get two touchdowns, and I think everyone who drafted Lamar Miller with those stupid early high picks like first rounds can take a sigh of relief after this week. No doubt. I, I agree with you, Rox. I think um, I actually think that Bill O'Brien is going to continue to feed Lamar Miller. That's why they signed him. You know, he never got this kind of usage in Miami. I, I'm telling you, with, 20, with uh, 74 carries already in three weeks. I think they are going to continue to use him, especially if Brock Osweiler continues to perform like he did last week, going 19 for 33, one touchdown and two picks. Trash. Also, you have to realize, though, the Houston Texans coming off that mini-buy after... Um, losing to the Patriots on Thursday night football in the previous week. So I like them at home. On the Tennessee side, hashtag exotic smash mouth. Will they be able to get to do it though? Here's the question. Last week, they weren't able to do it because game flow just didn't allow them to. And Mariota turned the ball over three times. Mariota's QBR last week was 3.6. He's averaging two turnovers a game. That's no good. Speeds. He's not doing anything so on if the ground. Tennessee is not the kind of team that can come from behind, but here's the thing. While the Houston defense is fifth in the NFL, giving up only 277 yards per game, they just lost their heart and soul. They also have Brian Cushing, who is out as one of their other stars. I'm, I'm intrigued by this game in a division matchup. I think Houston ultimately does win this game and win this division, but six and a half points I've seen, and I think that's too much. I like Tennessee um, if you give me 
the point. And I do, however, think that DeMarco Murray will continue his strong start. Um, went 16 carries for 114 yards last week. I think he tops 100 yards again in this game. We go to another game, the Detroit Lions and Jim Bob Cooter against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Um, Brian Hoyer. Uh, gonna try and get the job done as Jim Bob Cooter, Matthew Stafford, and the Detroit Lions coming in. Matthew Stafford, one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy so far, the second highest quarterback in fantasy through three weeks, depending on your settings. And I as mean, always, and, check your settings. And right, that, that's what's gonna happen when you got uh, when you got your wide receiver going off for 200 yards, yeah. two touchdowns. Ooh, over the top, Marvin Jones. Huh? Mega who? Calvin exactly. what? Uh, exactly. You know, and I, I'm still skeptical long term, but you know, Stafford. Stafford has really looked pretty good in two or three games, spreading the ball around to his wide receivers. I really think that, you know, that's the game of Marvin Jones's life, but he's been getting a 20-yard gain on every other catch this season. That is big things. You've heard some some rumblings that Golden Tate's going to be more involved. I don't believe it. Golden Tate's been involved, yo. He just hasn't done anything with his involvement. True. What I think you will continue to see, though, is Eric Ebron's role continuing to grow. Stafford trusts him in the red zone. I think it's only a matter of time until he pop, pops off. I like him in this game. He's getting more and more healthy. Let's call it 5-75 and a touchdown. In terms of the passing game, I know Speeds is really, really high on the big back and he's going to get into that later. But I actually think that Theo Riddick is a decent play in this game just because of the passing game role. I think that Detroit is probably going to take control of this one. You'll see that big back Washington getting some carries late. But they seem really Really like they want to give Theo Riddick carries. I don't think that's a great idea, but who am I to argue with Jim Bob Cooter? Exactly, yo. And remember, yo, first of all, Ross, I've been saying this for so long, and I want to think about this philosophically one more time. This comes back to Megatron not being there. I told you, in previous years, Matthew Stafford locked on to Megatron and force-fed him the ball, and that is no longer the case. You have so many different options now in Detroit between Marvin Jones, who leads the NFL, crazy, leads the NFL with 405 receiving yards through three weeks, 83 more yards than second in the NFL. Between him, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron, Anquan Bolden, Theo Riddick, I think all of those are options and, and Matt Stafford is doing it. I think his uh, his total remains top three in the NFL with 985 yards through three games, but uh, and we're also, like I said, we're going to talk about the big back like you called them a little bit later on in our Diamonds in the Rough and Fugazis. We're going to find out which one I think he is. Same thing could be said in my opinion for the Chicago back Jordan Howard. We talked about him in the injury segment at the top. We're going to mention him again. I'll tease that for later. What I will say though is I think Hoyer in the passing game garbage time as a whole I'll put them in a little bit of that game flow genius category which we'll also get into a bit later. Jeffrey's got you know the injuries. You know you always hear that always with injured. him. You know, we talked about that, but still quietly, he's already averaging 90 yards a game, but he's not with on the limited field. targets. He's not going to be on the field, bro. He's not going to be on the field. That's the issue, and I've been saying it for a while. I think know. the contract here gets the best of him. Chicago, they're playing these injury games with John Fox. You know that they've been doing that. They've been playing everything up. I think Jeffrey suits up. I think, you know, for a player of his history, you can see why the media, the liberal media, wants to read more into it, but I think he's going to be fine in this game. I think uh, you're going to see Hoyer throwing the ball a lot downfield. Kevin White hasn't proven he's been able to do anything with it. I think Jeffrey's going to actually have a decent game in this one. All right, all right. Yo, yo, check it out, yo. This is Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, yo, you could also catch me, Dane Martinez Speeds, the spitting statistician on Shot Callers every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, yo, on the Shot Callers, some people on Wednesdays in fantasy, it's known as Waiver Wire Wednesday. Yo, Rocks, on Shot Callers on Wednesday, we do Fetty Wap Wednesday. And one of the things I point out are the trash. 
trap games. And there's a trap game I want to talk about a little bit, and that is the Denver Broncos going to the East Coast to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it all sets up for the Super Bowl champion 3-0 Denver Broncos to go into an inconsistent Tampa Bay, but for some reason, I think Jameis will keep on chucking it. Sure that Denver secondary may make some plays, but I think Jameis is still a decent play in volume. He threw the ball over 50 times last week, over 400 yards last week. I like Cameron Brait as a fan duel play when those cornerbacks are on the wideouts and probably effective. The Broncos are known to be able to give it up to the tight end, and that might be Cameron Brait with a cheap fan duel price. But the other thing is, I think this just sets up for the Denver Broncos to have a trap game. And I don't know if Trevor Simeon, the young kid, can go win on the road in back-to-back games. That would be at... Cincinnati and then non-conference road game on the East Coast at Tampa. For some reason, I don't like this spot for the defending champions. What do you think about this game, Rox? Uh, you know, I respect your opinion, but I also think that we've seen enough of this good Jameis, bad Jameis breakdown, and you're assuming that you're going to see good Jameis through four quarters against a Denver defense that has shown an ability to get after even good I don't know if it's going to be good Jameis, but even on volume, last week he went 36 of 58 for 406 yards. Nobody knew about it because lightning was striking. And, and I, I think, though, that Denver is a much different defense than They are. LA. Of course they are. They're and a championship defense. I, I also think... Trap game! I mean, you know, again, I, I respect your opinion, but what I, I think that Denver is going to shut down the passing game... You saw Mike Evans against L.A. who doesn't have nearly as good cornerback play, basically turning 17 targets into nothing. I I see an inefficient game from him again on less volume. Denver just doesn't let you get beaten, uh, doesn't, doesn't, does not allow, does not allow you to beat them through the air. And honestly, like, I feel you on Brait. Brait is, I think, the only player I'd feel comfortable playing. And what I'll say is, like, Denver is a team that's shown an ability after last week to make it happen in the past game when they shut down the run as Cincinnati did. That's what Tampa basically does. And I really think Trevor will probably have an inconsistent game. You may see a pick. You know, I don't think the yardage total will be great, but I think you'll probably see about 225 yards. And I think Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas will have a big game. It's really tough to tell who. Which that one will of be. them do you think will pop off? So that's the thing. I would, guess, I would, guess, I would, guess, I would guess Emmanuel Sanders if I had to, but I wouldn't be surprised if Demarius had a touchdown. And, uh, I, you know, I, I respect the trap game thing. I, I, I just don't really think that Tampa's there. Yo, this game at the same time next year, feel you 100%. I just don't think Tampa Bay is there yet on either the defense or the offense to consistently be decent. No doubt, yo. One or two more games we gotta get into. The next one is the Los Angeles Rams um, going in a division matchup to the Arizona Cardinals. Yo, Rocks, you talk about Starson Palmer all the time. After that horrible performance in Buffalo last week, four picks he had... Um, um, are gross. you are you nervous about Carson you know, Palmer I, and what many people thought were Super Bowl contender Arizona Cardinals? You didn't expect the Arizona Cardinals to be one and two, certainly having lost to uh, you know to, to Buffalo coming into this one. But what I'll say is that after the meltdown towards the end of last season when his finger was hurt after the horrible playoff game, you know with all it's those turnovers, yeah. you know you uh, you saw shades of that last week in complete meltdown on the road. And I think, you know, part of that was one of those picks, you know, Michael Floyd ran completely the wrong route, but Carson is not driving the ball the way that he did last year. They're not playing with, and again, and I hate this term, but it does mean something, any semblance of swagger. He basically looks like someone, if you're rooting for him, if you're rooting for someone, he looks like he's about to throw a pick. Yo, I, I watch Carson, you know, sometimes in the huddle and I watch him come to the line. I'm like, I'm losing two points on this play. And that's not the way that they looked last year. Larry Fitzgerald has been a godsend. David Johnson has been a godsend. I do believe that once John Brown gets a little bit healthier, the offense as a whole will get better and he'll start stretching the field a bit because Michael Floyd has been garbage. But honestly, 
he had, he had 350 yards both times he played the Rams last year. They yep. were in St. Louis, but it was a very similar yep. stout yep. defense. Over I think he's gonna yards. be. I think he's gonna be okay in this one. But if it's a complete disaster like last week, yo, it is time to be seriously worried. All right, this is the last chance. Says Rocks. One more point I want to give you on that Arizona Cardinals team, and unfortunately, this is something that may not get better. Bruce Arians is a guy who has always traditionally liked to go down the field. Yep. That takes time. The oh, the line, line yeah, has been of the Arizona geez, this Cardinals is a great point. has not been giving Carson Palmer that much time. Carson Palmer, in his age 36 season, has been just standing back there and has been getting hit up. Rocks, you know about that age 36 season coming up for you, in fact. And you don't have, you have to make moves. It's not as easy as it used to be. And I've never and even had those crippling surgeries. Exactly. And so, like, like Carson Palmer, I have on the ACL, and I can tell you, you know, it's different. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's hitting the cliff. Like Tony Romo was getting old. You never know. And we talked about as a human being, like, you know, hey, when you get older, so maybe they can fall off the cliff right away. I'm not sure. This could be get off early instead of get off late. And Speeds, what I would also say is that other than maybe one year in Cincinnati when he had Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, and uh, Hushmanzada, that's only two wide receivers, by the way, he was never really an elite fantasy quarterback until last year. He was always a guy who had some nice arm strength, was kind of a middle-of-the-pack guy, kind of a rich man's Jay Cutler. Yeah. And I always felt that he was overdrafted a bit this year based on what he did in the Arians' offense with those elite, talented wide receivers. And I think it's quite possible that the reality of Carson Palmer this year is QB 12 to QB 15, not, not that QB 4 to QB 7 that people drafted him as. Well, we will keep an eye on that, Rocks and Speeds on the Fantasy Freestyle. That said, though, I do believe the Arizona Cardinals do come out and make a statement this game against division rival Los Angeles Rams. I don't think the Rams are a good enough team Fugazi. to win on the road two weeks in a row. Fugazi. Uh, absolutely Fugazi. Like I said, Case Keenum is not doing that. Jeff Fisher doesn't know what to do he's above 500 you know when does that happen yo yo when we come back on the fantasy freestyle what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you our trademark segments we're gonna give you those diamonds in the rough and those fool gazes we're gonna also give you those game flow geniuses for week four this is rocks and speeds fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network hey rocks before we go to break can you spell hushmanzada h-o-u We'll be right back. Third and four. Looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, coming. they got him. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Yeah, yeah, Fantasy Freestyle. We back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Rocks and Speeds. We gave you a look at a bunch of games, told you who we liked, who we didn't like, what we expect. And, yo, this time what we do, we're going to give it to you hardcore. One of our segments we call the Game Flow Genius. Right, Rocks? It's the Jizza, son. Basically, this is where we break down for you why we think certain players will either be affected positively or sometimes negatively based on the specific game script. That means running passing, defense, offense, splits, what the defense gives you, what the offense is trying to do. And with no further ado, AO Speeds, who's your number one game flow genius this week? Well, listen up. My game flow genius is uh, Jimmy Graham. We had a Jimmy Graham sighting last week. He uh, had six catches for 100 yards. I think he even got into the end zone. Sure did. And listen, we were talking about it before with the injuries. Um, I am not, I do not think that the uh, Seahawks running game will, uh, you know, get up to snuff in this game. And so they're going to have to go other places. And I don't think Russell Wilson will have time to go down the field. Uh, so 
I think he's going to go over the middle a bunch to Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy Graham is getting healthy, becoming a bigger and bigger part of that offense. And uh, they're also playing the Jets. And the Jets have been notoriously bad for defense against the tight end. They tried to draft uh, Deron Lee, first-round pick out of Ohio State, to combat that exact thing as a coverage linebacker, investing a first-round pick on it, acknowledging it that it was a weakness. Usually, you got to figure in that division when you play Gronkowski two, two you gotta, times you gotta, You're, you're you searching for a solution. Exactly. So that has been a tried and true way to go against him. So uh, I like the tight end in this situation. We had a reverend sighting. Jimmy Graham is my game flow genius. Uh, you're staying with the same position, though, huh, Ross? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, similarly to Jimmy Graham, uh, Travis Kelsey is also coming off a really, really big week. He lit up the Jets, and I really like the game script to work in his favor in this one. He's playing as a Pittsburgh team that's going to be at home. You got to assume with Le'Veon Bell back, they're going to write some of their offensive woes, and that's a team that's going to be putting some points on the board. You know, that said, Kansas City is going to need to throw. Pittsburgh is one of those teams that really, really funnels the ball to uh, to the passing game. Especially they, Antonio Brown. I, I'm saying, I'm, I'm talking about uh, in terms of what they force, uh, they force the Chiefs, they're going to force their opponent to do. Uh, okay. Pittsburgh is pretty stout against the run, but they face twice as many pass attempts than running attempts. And that's by design. Yards, that's by true. design. You know, they're pretty stout up front. So I really see uh, Alex Smith needing to chuck the ball when, you know, when, when they're behind to try and get back in this game. And honestly, you know Alex Smith. He's not taking a lot of, a lot of shots downfield, even though Pittsburgh may be susceptible to that. What they're also susceptible to is that yak. And Kelsey has been a yak monster throughout his career. Definitely you know they're going to throw him a bubble screen. You'll see him down the seam. You'll see him running crossing routes. I really think that he's going to improve upon the seven targets he's seen in every game so far this season. Probably see a bunch of stuff in catch-up time when they're down in the second half. And I think even have some schemes laid out for him in the first half. I'm looking for about seven or eight catches. Call it a hundred yards and a touchdown for Travis Kelsey and a lot of that's because he's a game flow genius. What, yo? He's like Mensa over here. That's what Rox is giving you right there. At the tight end position, we gave you two different people, but yo, listen, honestly, listeners of the Fantasy Freestyle, you know that if Rox and Speeds agree, uh, you need to take it to the bank. because we Cash alert! You. Exactly, right there. Winning your league and winning that cash. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we play the game, just like Herm Edwards says. You know what it is. And we agree with our next game flow genius. Rox and I both think that you can do work this week with LGBT Legarrett. Pass the blunt. The New England Patriots have the Buffalo Bills this week. And uh, we don't really know who's going to be playing quarterback for the New England Patriots. Will it be Jacoby Brissett? If it was, look at what their model was in the one game that he started. Brissett only threw for 109 yards. That was all Legarrett blunt in that game. And if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, they're saying he can still not really make throws or really have mobility his in his in shoulder. His, yeah, exactly. You and, need your shoulder to throw, fam. And I gotta tell you, with Tom Brady still on the horizon coming back, the Patriots this year, and you know, give credit, I guess, where credit is due to Bill Belichick, he has really turned them into a run-first offense. But Gary Blunt, through three weeks, leads the NFL with 79 carries, leads the NFL with 295 yards through three weeks. I still think the Patriots are in a position where they're going to have to try to grind out and control the game in a divisional matchup against a team that, you know, is really on the verge of unraveling and potentially even firing their coach midseason. You heard it here first on the Fantasy Freestyle. Rex Ryan will be the first coach to lose his job in the NFL, maybe even midseason. I'm telling you right now, maybe the Patriots putting up a big number and then having to run it out with Garrett Blunt with a breakaway touchdown at the end of the game. He's my game flow genius. Rox concurs. What say you, Rox? Yeah, I mean, I will say I will say that one of the issues I have, because uh, I don't really own any Blunt shares anywhere except in the crib and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the couple of the cribs. Uh, but, but what I will say, though, is that uh, 7500 he's pretty expensive on FanDuel. The price has risen a lot. It's a little much for me. I see him around 110 yards and a touchdown. If you think he's getting that second touchdown, though, where he's really going to go nuts with the yards. He's worth it. Second touchdown. Yo, LeGarrette Blunt does not have any fantasy points yet from receiving this entire season. Did you know that? Uh, I might have been able to guess that. They do not They do not use him in that way. That's the James White role. 
you know, I'm just I'm saying it's crazy because that does to a certain extent really limit his ceiling. You know, he's kind of a, a floor play and one that's going to be touchdown dependent to go nuts. But in terms of game flow, you couldn't ask for it to set up better than LeGarrette Blunt, And that's why he's our consensus game flow genius. Yo, check it out, Rocks. Dollars are actually falling from the seat from the ceiling right now where me and Speeds are recording this. I'm saying you need to get it. You need to get, get that, that, son. Get that gift. That would be our gift right there on Fantasy Freestyle. Yo, uh, you mentioned before, Rocks, I was, in fact, at the San Gennaro Festival last weekend, and, uh, yo, there was some fugazis. There was some fugazis. I saw Tony Danza. Tony Danza? I saw Tony Danza at the San Gennaro Festival. He was serving up the sausage and peppers, the sausage. He really was. He truly was. And there was, like, middle-aged women looking all doughy-eyed at him when he was serving the sausage. I'm telling you. That's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. But yo, that brings us to our fantasy freestyle diamonds in the rough and fugazi. Oh man, forget about it. I'm just gonna forget about Tony Danza and I'm also gonna hit you right quick with a fugazi. Someone you should forget about Who's starting that? this week. Who's that? Yo, Christine Michael. I'm telling you, going back to that Jets Seattle game. You guys must be bugging out because I told you last week that he was a game flow genius. I said this might actually be his national breakout last week. Oh, I'm sorry. That was just my shoulder popping as I hurt myself, patting myself on the back. We got you, What I will say is that the Jets are not about to be pushed around up front. Russell Wilson is not 100% that offensive line is doo-doo. Yo, the Jets are only also allowing 89 yards a game to opposing running backs. Christine Michaels averaged over 5 yards a carry. He is not going to even come close to approaching that. It's nice to look like you're shot out of a cannon, but that doesn't work when you go right into a brick wall. And that's what you're going to see from him this week. At $7,500, he is way, way, way too expensive on fan duel. I don't even really like him as more than a fringe RB2 this week in PPR League because you know he's not involved in the passing game. So see Mike Fugazi. Forget about it. Though I, looking at Tony Danza, Fugazi. Forget about it. Yo, I have a similar theme for my uh, first Fugazi. My first Fugazi is Shady McCoy. The Buffalo Bills uh, go to New England. You know what Bill Belichick is really good at? That's taking away your best option and cutting the sleeves off of his sweatshirt. That's true. He definitely is good at that as well. But in this situation, there is really no option other than Shady McCoy, yo, especially with Sammy Watkins playing what I think is a decoy role and will be for much of the rest of the season. In fact, they are going to try and eliminate him. I know that he had 17 for 110 and two touchdowns last week, but that was like the, the, the Bills Super Bowl. That was Rex Ryan getting all rah-rah after they fired the offensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, former runnings back coach, obviously wanting to feed the ball. But yo, Bill Belichick and the Patriots are on that. And the Patriots actually have a sneaky good defense. And I think that has been understated in this game so far when Tom Brady has been out and when the Patriots are running out backup quarterback after backup quarterback I think the defense will shine again shutting down LaShawn McCoy put LaShawn McCoy down for less than 60 yards does not get into the end zone and no more than two catches I do not think he will put up 10 fantasy points I think he is not a good value for you this week you're obviously starting him in season long but not DFS this week against the Pats Fugazi forget about it Rocks, you got any other? Speeds calling his shot. I'm telling you, that's how we do it on that LeSean McCoy food. Just like I do on shot calls on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 to 8 a.m. Holly. I really liked Michael Floyd a lot of times for like a hot second, for like three or four weeks. All Michael Floyd has ever been is an enigma. Is he wrapped in a riddle? He now he's out of the protocol. Is he in the room? They let him out of the dark room, man. He got them. He's got. That's where he found the enigma wrapped in a conundrum, Mac. In a, what else was it wrapped in, rocks? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was wrapped in some sort of uh, some sort of blow pop wrapper. Because you've been a sucker if you're starting Michael Floyd no at doubt. this point. He's been basically the least efficient wide receiver in the entire NFL. He's getting targets. He's yet to have more than four catches a game this season. 
He ran the wrong route on Sunday, leading to one of Carson Palmer's four. That's right, four interceptions. Carson and Fitzy, ooh, uh, not not the uh, not the plays, not the plays. Larry the Fitzgerald on the other Larry hand Fitzgerald is the is only someone, wide is someone who's going to be who's going to be commanding targets. I think also you've seen John Brown playing more snaps as he recovers from that concussion. And you hear the beat writers saying that Jerron Brown really should be in those three wide sets as, a, as an actual realistic deep threat while Michael Floyd gets it figured out. Honestly, I don't think that there is any way that you can possibly start him this week. It's impossible to even consider him for $6,500 on FanDuel. And I think that's crazy for a guy who at the end, uh, at the end of the, the year last year down the stretch was looking like a clear-cut wide receiver one as the primary option and the best passing offense in the NFL. And Arizona has not shown close to that this year. And the talent is out there, but no, 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 you cannot do it. Full gazy, so fake, forget about him. Michael Brown, no thank you. That's a full gazy. How do you know it's a full gazy? You looked at it for two seconds. What is a fake? Yeah, I know what a full gazy. Yo, forget about it. I got one more Fugazi for him. I go to the quarterback position, and I'm looking at the guy who is, yo, right at the top of quarterback so far in a lot of categories, and that's Matt Ryan on the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, top three quarterback in yards and fantasy points, and I'm calling him out as a Fugazi this week. And I think, in fact, not only a Fugazi this week, but, yo, if you're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle right now, you need to sell Matt Ryan when you still can, okay? Let me tell you something. His first three games were against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay gave up 30-some-odd points to the Los Angeles Rams. And then he also played the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints have had one of the worst pass defenses in recent memory. They'll give you the best night they, of your life if you're an offensive player. They also, he's also played against the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders have given up 30 points in multiple games. I do not think that this is representative of who he really is. This is the perfect prescription. This is exactly what the Atlanta Falcons do on a regular basis. Start they off pretend. hot. They pretend. Start off hot and then fall off. There, his next three games are against the Carolina Panthers, then at Denver, and then at Seattle. I do not think that that is sustainable. If you have Matt Ryan and there's a place where you could flip him, I say do it right now. That's why he's my fugazi for week four, Rox. Forget about him long term and short term. You don't think Matt Ryan's like turned the corner? No, I do not think Matt Ryan's turned the corner. Mohamed Sanu and Jacob Tammy no. were all he ever needed? No, I think as you see, they're going, they're trying to have that monstrous combo of uh, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman at the running back position. You know they got Julio Jones, but that's about it. Um, and Julio's no. not getting forced targets like no, he used to. No, not like he used to. I'm telling you, I believe that Matt Ryan is going to go off a precipitous cliff in the next month or two, um, especially as some of his road games start getting colder outside. No, no, no. Sell, sell, sell. Fugazi, forget about him. Yo, I agree with Speeds on that. I do think Matt Ryan will be serviceable this week, but definitely it gets way too tough for him after that. Yeah, so that's those Fugazis, but we're going to give them some diamonds at the same time, yo. Check it out. I'm looking, interestingly enough, for both of my diamonds in the same Detroit and Chicago game. I want to give them two diamonds real quick. That's a bright game, yo. It is. It's a bright game. It's going to be shining so bright, both at the running back position. First on the Detroit side, I like this guy, Dwayne Washington, okay? He is going to be the early down back. They want to keep Theo Riddick in that passing down back mode. Listen, Dwayne Washington, only 10 carries for 38 yards um, last week. He's young still. He's still young, and listen, he is a great size-speed combo. I like him a lot, and I believe that Detroit and Jim Bob Cooter, you didn't really think we were going to go a fantasy freestyle episode without me talking about Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter and the Detroit Lions, I think, are going to be up on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field, and I think they're going to have a unique game flow opportunity to actually use their early down between the tackles back, and that will be Dwayne Washington. In that game on the flip side, though, we discussed this before, Jeremy Langford being injured, making 
Jordan Howard, my diamond in the rough this week as well. I believe he is going to be in line for a good workload. And I think in that game, you especially saw last week with his four catches for 46 yards, that he is a uh, weapon out of the backfield. And I think Brian Hoyer at quarterback, when you have the backup quarterback and the second string. They get that connection. They yes, get the connection think, on the second field. And I think that's what's going to happen a little bit. So that's another reason. We've talked about it a little bit, but just to reinforce it, Jordan Howard in Chicago is my second diamond in the rough for week four. What say you, Rocks? Yo, this is a guy who actually, he came up during the mailbag, and uh, while I still think that he's he's no Brandon Marshall, I really think Deshaun Jackson has an awesome chance to pop off this week. Joe Hayden's still out for Cleveland? Uh, Joe Hayden is still a little bit banged up. Okay. I'm not really worried about Joe Hayden, though, because honestly, Deshaun Jackson has proven that he's more than just an elite deep threat. Interesting, yeah. Speeds, you talked about that a that little he bit wasn't earlier. Just boom, we talked yeah. about it after week one. He's seeing a little bit more targets, you yeah. know, and honestly, that is a great thing for him. He's seen 23 targets in three games, and he's actually still averaging 17 yards a catch. The Browns' pass defense with Joe Hayden, without Joe Hayden to start the season, has been totally burnable. They're giving up huge chunk games and an average of two touchdowns a game. I think he's going to get loose, post something like, yo, call me crazy, five for 120. Woo! Touchdown. And Big call from Rock. And for $6,900 on that fan duel, I'm putting him in lineups where I need a big bump out of my wide receiver. That's your tournament three. play right there, right? That's your tournament exactly. play. Exactly. Let's just, let's, let's zig when they zag, son. For sure. Yo, speaking of zigging when people zag, zigzag. We're about to get up. into a zigzag. Uh, yo, this is someone who's only 2% owned in Yahoo Leagues. This is a pure PPR play. Speeds and I talked about that New Orleans-San Diego game and how we are trying to start everyone we can in yeah, those yeah, high scoring total, affairs. Highest total on the board in Vegas. And we've talked about how Vegas knows, a, Vegas knows a thing or That's two. why they build all those big buildings out there in the desert. They don't know everything, but they know a thing or two. Yo, Traveris Cadet on the New Orleans Saints. He's not likely to see more than a carry or two, but he's going to be so heavily involved in that passing game. He had a great game last week. Six targets taught for 32 yards. He also had a huge game, probably about 30 yards hauled back on a wheel route where Drew Brees was looking for him and I think you're just going to be basically seeing more of that against the San Diego team that is tough against the wide receivers but lets stuff slide in the middle of the field it's like like nah that's not even my turf I'm not going to defend it you're going to see Kobe Fleener who I still hate you're also going to see Traveris Cadet involved early in the game in terms of the Saints establishing the offense in the middle of the field and I also think you're going to see unfortunately as a Saints fan a lot of him late in the game as they're trailing. He's seen six targets in two or three games. He's already got a touchdown on that resume. Drew Brees throws to the open man, and Cadet is going to be open. 5,000 on FanDuel. 2% in Yahoo. When I walk up out of the mine with dirt up on my overalls, just know that I found you a diamond in the rough. Oh my goodness, he's wearing that light around his head like a coal miner rocks in those mountains digging for those diamonds in the rough giving you tournament plays to help you win your league and win, win that cash. That's what we do on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, big shout out to all the people who have been listening to us for a while, for a couple of seasons now. Guys like Matty G who we talked about on the mailbag. Yo, that's what we do trying to hold you down. And also shout out to all our new listeners on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We hope that uh, you enjoy bobbing your head and getting your fantasy at the same time. That's how we do. We hit you in the head every Saturday here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you like what you hear, you could also ask us questions for the next mailbag on our Twitter, Fantasy Freestyle. Leave off the last E because we don't make no errors on the Fantasy Freestyle. You can also catch us on our Facebook. You can catch us on the email. Holler at us a lot of different ways. We'll be back next week holding them down in week five. The buyers start to get interesting too coming up, man. So we're going to have to give them even more information coming up soon. Right, Rox? Yeah, man. All you're going to get is hot takes. You know, the coolest stuff out there. Yo, shouts to shouts to Speeds. No shouts doubt. to me. For sure. And shouts to y'all. And shouts to those hot beats holding us down as we sound cooler than your favorite fantasy analysts. That's what it is, yo. We the best in here. Fantasy freestyle. Ha <laughs> ha. See you next week. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. 
But they are who we thought they were. 